may be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 43rd sermon in the series of homilies on the Divine Liturgy of the Holy Orthodox Church. We are coming to very close to the close of this series. Next Sunday will be the last sermon in this series, and then I will begin preaching on the Sunday Gospel readings from the Divine Liturgy. This is a very important sermon today. I hope you'll listen closely because I have some instructions for you and for us, for me. The primary message of the Divine Liturgy is God is with us. As we say in Slavonic, Nami Bo, God is with us. We sing that hymn, during, especially during the season of Great Lent, the beginning of the canon of St. Andrew. God is with us. Understand all ye peoples and submit yourselves, for God is with us. We also often exchange the greeting, Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. This greeting is expressed primarily in the Holy Eucharist, in the Lord's Supper. Now, a key difference between the way the Protestants approach this event and orthodoxy is our belief in the true presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper. It's not a symbol. It's the true presence of Christ in the bread and the wine, which have become the body and blood of Christ. A few weeks ago, when Father Radoslav served liturgy here, I was, I was told that he made a point to tell people, tell the congregation, how this is expressed in the way that we receive Holy Communion. This is, uh, inspires a change in the way we approach things. He expressed a practice that I have read about in other sources that during the reception of Holy Communion, we should refrain from reverencing the icon on the tetrapod, the priest's hand, the chalice itself, any object, in deference to the true presence of Christ in the body and blood which we are going to partake of. In other words, at that moment, when we are about to partake of the true presence of Christ, all other symbols and representations take a back seat, so to speak. The reverencing of icons, the kissing of the priest's hand, the kissing of the chalice, and all other pious expressions of reverence become unnecessary. At this moment, the true presence of Christ is experienced in that bread and wine which was consecrated by the Holy Spirit and was transformed into the body and blood of Christ. Christ said, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. He spoke about this several times. And when pressed about it, he insisted 
that this was not symbolic or metaphorical, but true. One of our goals as an Orthodox Christian mission is to continually be striving to return to that which is authentic and to discard that which has been adopted contrary to Orthodox tradition. And this particular practice falls into that category. And therefore, I'm asking you as a congregation to make this transition towards traditional orthodoxy. And as in every other case of practice, we are not legalistic. We don't have liturgical policemen going around checking to see that everyone's doing everything exactly right. Rather, we are endeavoring to understand what is the truest expression of our Orthodox faith and then applying that expression to our lives to the best of our ability. Therefore, I am asking that when you are approaching the Holy Chalice, that you simply place your arms in the form of a cross over your chest and receive Holy Communion without any other reverencing of icons, the chalice, or the priest's hand. All other expressions of piety are like shadows which disappear in the glorious light of the true presence of Christ in the body and the blood. So don't worry if you forget or if the children forget or do not understand. Just have the mental attitude that this is our practice. Let it become the way we do things. The purpose of all of this is to emphasize a reality that truly is beyond our comprehension. The reality of the true presence of Christ in Holy Communion. This is the most sacred moment in our spiritual lives in our life, in our life, complete life. A moment for which the early Christians risked their lives daily to participate in. And some, even today, in our, in our world, risk death just to get to the Holy Eucharist. This is the moment that we are able, that we pray that we are able to partake of even unto our last breath. So may God bless us as we continue to strive to express our orthodoxy in the most clear and traditional manner possible. Christ is in our midst.